Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. So today on Faith at Eight, we are continuing with Daughters of Grace and we have a discussion. We are loving Daughters of Grace. Like, let's just start there because in between our our episodes, we are having such great conversations of how we, we feel... So much through each of these women, you mm-hmm. know, we're like, Ooh, remember a point in time where I felt a little like this and, yeah. and really reflecting on that. But today we get to talk about Rebecca. Yes. Oh, Rebecca. Like the, the overlying theme that the, the book itself, the, the study gives us that really hit me was though she was an imperfect woman with faith that sometimes wafered. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Like, yeah, she was used by God who had called her out of her father's house and into the beautiful adventure that he had set before her. Yes. There is such peace in that statement. Yes. And yet there's also that moment of, I am so imperfect and I, my faith has wavered, right? Like, let's just be honest. I I go through (laughs) seasons where my faith wavers and yet God will call out and be there and I, and I will call out to him and that's okay. It's almost like studying Rebecca allows me to say, trying to hide behind excuses that I am imperfect and that's why I can't draw closer to God is just that. It's an excuse and I need to seek God and I need to uh, develop a stronger relationship because I am aware of my imperfections. Yeah, and I love that you see that there's points where she is very obedient and there's points where she's not. Like, I don't know, God told her to marry a complete stranger. She was like, I'm all, I'm in. I don't know if I would be like, I'm in. I would, I would be like, mm, what? You want me to leave my home, go to another home, leave my family that I've never known and marry a stranger? I don't know, God, that may not be the right fit for me. Um, but she was obedient. So it's it's... And that's very much our lives. We have moments of obedience. We have moments of disobedience. We have moments where we allow God total control. We have moments we take it back. Um, and, and despite the fact that we're in this constant seesaw back and forth, um, God doesn't forsake us and he still uses us. And I think that's the the most beautiful theme that comes out of this and really studying mm-hmm. Rebecca is to understand like that's where I could align is just reflecting on how imperfect I am, but I can't stand behind that as an excuse to not draw closer. That's actually my reason to draw closer Yes, because he has a plan for me, because he has a purpose for me, even when I am imperfect and I waver. So I relate the fact that her children uh, were the cause of her doubt in the Lord's plan, because sometimes that's my, like, I don't know, there's something about the life of the mundane. You know, when you were a mom, and we even live in a society where it's like, oh, you're just a mom. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, if I'm just a mom, which is such an inf- lies, friends, mm-hmm. so many lies there. But but we're told, oh, you're just a mom, you're just this. And then we even live in a society where you have the Pinterest mom and the Instagram mom whose kids always somehow, their hair looks perfect and they're all in matching outfits. And everyone's smiling. And you're like, how do you even get them to do that? Like, mm-hmm. did you hire child actors to do this for you? Because my kids don't, certainly don't. And and the weight of what motherhood is, I think we all have moments where we're like, yes, these are God's blessings. But also, what mm-hmm. is going on here? Um, and we've talked before. I think we may have done it in spiritual warfare that sometimes the enemy uses our children. Yes, absolutely. To, to, to take our eyes off of God and to take our eyes off the plan because... Being a mom 
is a huge responsibility. And with that comes huge challenge because you're trying, you're trying to get these little humans to become disciples of Christ. And it's not, it's and keep, you have to keep them alive. Oh yeah. And you have to keep them alive. Keep too. them alive and disciples of Christ and make sure that, you know, you feel like you're doing it right. You're moving mm-hmm. in the right direction and the whole time doubting yourself. The whole time, whole time, the whole time. And then also fighting the battle between the world's expectations oh. and what the world says is great parenting and your mm-hmm. own and, and, and well, not really your own, but God, what God right. says is, is great parenting. And we as society have stopped looking at what God says is being a, a good parent. And, and what that is. And we only are looking at the world as a society, not saying you specifically or me specifically, but mm-hmm. as a society. And you see that out in the world mm-hmm. and where we prioritize our time and where we put, where we rank our children and um, how we fill their schedules is oftentimes based off of what the world says, not what we say. So oftentimes, like, you know, in here it says, um, it was her children that would cause her to doubt the Lord's plan and try to do things her own way. Oftentimes, it's our children and what the world says we need to meet within our children that causes us to take our eyes off of the Lord and his plan and go towards the world's plan. Yes. I mean, mic drop right there. Thank you. Not really, because they're expensive. (laughs) Fake mic. Fake mic. Um, But, you know, looking at that and also, you know, understanding that, yes, our children are absolute gifts and they have a purpose and there's a plan that God created these beautiful children for. And how can we be their human guides on their path and to be able to understand the world's plan and the word's plan is something that you have to sit and really understand because it's very easy to say, Oh, well, but if my child does this, this, and this, and they, they um, get all these accomplishments, then I've been a good parent. But like you have always said, well, if my child goes to Harvard, then, you know, if they're not going, you say it better. What is it? I don't even have think I've got, but um, my goal is to get my children to heaven, not Harvard. If they get to, to the ladder on the way, I don't know. If they get to Harvard, but they don't get to heaven, I failed them. That is it. the basic premise. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because we're both homeschool parents. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill just takes all homeschool questions and filters them to me. And that's completely fine. But one of the most common things we get is, oh, but can your kids still go to college? And yes. and, and I, I get you you want your kids to go to college. I, I don't actually at this point. Um, that's just a personal thing with some things that God has laid on my heart. But is our focus on college or is our focus on getting our kids to the point where they have a strong relationship with Christ? Mm-hmm. Even, you know, going to... And this is not a judgment for a parent that chooses other, but it's something I've noticed that parents say, oh, we didn't make it to that day of 21 days of prayer because my kid had baseball or gymnastics Mm -hmm. or basketball. For our family, church comes first. Like my children would love to be in certain activities, Mm -hmm. but the games are are on Sundays. I'm like, sorry, games are on Sundays. Um, I I don't care if you go to Little League, the Little League work series. I care if you go to heaven. And in... Again, that's not a judgment for a parent that chooses otherwise, but at the same time, we need to look at our choices and what we're doing in the imperfection, not just of who we are as women, but imperfection of parenting. Right. Like you're not going to do it perfect, but in my imperfection, is it still God's will over our family? Is it still God's will over the plan? Um, and, you know, if you send your kids to public school, does that make you a bad Christian? no. But you do have to have the right discernment level to understand, okay, they're going to go and be um, 
discipled to in something that is not a Christian worldview. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do to combat that? We have to be intentional in all we do and not do it out of just sheer convenience. Um, but, but that's the battle that we're, is being raged right now. And, and I feel very, very strongly, and I know you do as well, so I can speak for both of us on this thing. The world is against our children right now. They yes. are, it, the enemy is after our children. And so many of us, we, we are completely blind to it. And that's more dangerous than not doing anything about it. It's just being completely blind to it. And the interesting thing is we can look at it now as, you know, 38 and 39 year olds. I'm 39 now 39. too. <laughs> I just turned 39. <laughs> For some reason, all the time I'm like, wait a minute, it's your birthday. Yeah. What? No, it's great. When the other day it goes, like, my daughter was like, no, my husband said I was 40. And I was like, I am not 40. I'm 39. And my other child was like, wow, that's still really old, mom. I'm like, okay. Like, well, you don't get any birthday cake. So looking at, you know, <laughs> 39 years, we could say that this, this war for our children has just started with our children. But the reality is I look back as yes. a child. I yes. can reflect on memories as a child in school, out of school, what I saw on the internet, different things, you, what I was told to read and watch and mm -hmm. what I was open to. The enemy has been at play. Oh yeah. This whole time. So to think that, oh, well, you know what? I turned out okay, so I'm good. But you know, the effects are just happening to my children. You need no. to look back. Yes. And I have been doing some, some solid time in reflecting on what did I watch? What did I listen to? Same. What did I read? And how do I think that that affected my thinking in that time period and the decisions that I made? Mm -hmm. And y'all, that was not very comfortable. And it still is not very comfortable to think of because I know that my parents weren't saying, oh, you know what? We want Jill to have these struggles. So we're going to allow her to read or see this so that she can struggle with the enemy and then make these decisions that probably aren't the best. Absolutely not. My parents were doing the best that they could with the information that they had, but also not understanding how much the enemy was and is in everything. And so looking back and saying, you know, we're trying to be um, discerning for our children and what mm -hmm. they are learning, you know, looking back in your own life and saying, what are those things that were acceptable yes. that really shouldn't have been acceptable, no. right? But we know more, so we have to move in that direction of doing better and making those better decisions for our children. And also, when you start making the choices of not following the world. It's very counterculture and people are going to question and people are going to be like, why are you doing that way? And they're going to talk down to you or they're going to talk about you behind your back or they're going to make comments. And are you going to lean on God and allow him to use that? Or are you going to crumble to the weight mm -hmm. of the world's ideology and what the world says is successful and acceptable and do what they said instead? And, and I, it, when we say it, it sounds like, well, of course I'm not going to do that. But when you're actually in that Ooh. situation, it's, it's challenging. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't want to discount anyone that's like, but, you know, it's my child. I remember saying I had to go to college to be successful. Mm -hmm. My parents didn't put that on me. My parents, now that my parents went to college. Um, so I'm, I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. My sister has just chosen not to go to college. It wasn't a good fit. My brother is currently in college and my parents were very much like it. Does it make sense for you? But I felt like I felt like I was a failure if I didn't go to college and I didn't get a degree. And it's interesting because when I got a degree and I didn't need a degree and I could have done the job without it. I do think that it, it opened some doors for me. I'm not sure. going to totally discount college or anything like that. But I also recognize things that I experienced through that that time, that season of my life that were not part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. 
that were definitely not blessings from God. He still yeah. used them for his glory and my good, but they they were not, they were definitely not God-ordained. God and, right. um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that God could use imperfection, but... So grateful. So grateful. Thank you, God. But <laughs> didn't see that playing out the way it did. <laughs> no. And, and, and now it's even more, like, the world is very much against the nuclear family, which it does show the benefits of a nuclear family for, for children. Um, it's against that. It's against basically everything and anything that we have always seen as traditional and conservative. Yes. So, so, but it doesn't, it's not like the world comes out and says, there are some things that everyone will look at and be like, no, that's definitely bad. But there's so many other things also that the world, and you go, oh, but I, that looks good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look all that bad. Like when, when, Re- when Rebecca is going through what she's going, she's mm-hmm. not seeing, oh, this, the, both of these options, one option looks really good and one option looks really bad. It's like, right. oh, they both look like good options. So I'm going to take this one. Right. And oftentimes we too in our lives and specifically in parenthood go, both of these options seem good. Mm-hmm. So is there really a big deal if I pick one over the other? And, and yes, there is one, one is going to be God ordained and one is not. And there's also this point where you have to be strong enough to explain this to your children in terms of they understand yes. age appropriate. Yes. But sometimes it's easier to say, well, you know what? They said that this is what they wanted to do. You know, it, it would be an interesting conversation if right now Christian would say, you know what, I would really like to go to public school mm-hmm. because then I would be in that position as a mother, as a Christian mother to say, okay, we're going to have to have a discussion because mm-hmm. now I'm going to have to find a way to explain to him why that's not in alignment with our values yes. to understand, you know what, maybe the, the fact is you want to be around other children or you see on TV or you see something that that is, is something that looks like fun. But then how can I instill in you our choices to not put you in public school? Because that's not right for what our family is and Mm -hmm. what our goals are. And so to understand that when your children come to you and they say, Oh, I really want to do this. I really want to do little league. And you find out that their games are on Sundays. That's not in alignment with our values. How do we explain that, you know, to, to make sure that they're understanding it's not that we don't want them in legal yes. little league, or we don't want them to have the um, experience of being around other children, like in a school setting, but that we can fulfill that in other ways that are in alignment with our values. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's all I had. Right, right. That was that good. Ah. So much. But again, it all comes down to God uses imperfect women to fulfill his plan. Absolutely. And with Daughters of Grace, like that's what we see time and time again. And we hope that as you're you're listening to this, you begin to resonate and say, you know what? And you, and you remember, I am a daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that moment for me too was understanding I am yeah. a daughter. I'm a child of God. And I resonated with that word is when things started to shift for me. Yeah. And when I, and, and I think they said it really well here, but like when I realized that uh, my struggle to trust God's plan is really um, what keeps me off track. But when I do, it, it's what's best for my family. Um, even though it is so counterculture and it looks mm-hmm. weird and it might be kind of more challenging and other things, um, his plan is always going to bring the best fruit. Yes. So, 
Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all the blessings that you continue to pour out, out, of, out over us, Lord. Thank you for another opportunity to read your word and to see your character on these pages and to be reminded that you use imperfect people to fulfill your plan, Lord, that you can use all of us. You can use our brokenness. You can use our imperfection to serve you, Lord, and to expand the kingdom and to make heaven crowded. We're so grateful for that. We're so grateful to be able to sit and gather in your name and just um, spread the the message that you have for us, Lord, and to just learn more about you and to tell more people about you, Lord. Um, thank you for that. And thank you for using our imperfection. When we get it wrong, it doesn't mean the plan is messed up. You still can use it despite us. Thank you, Lord, despite that. Um, we wanted to pray for all of the families out there right now, all the moms that right now are weighing those those doubts of, but this is the way it looks like in the world, but this is the what you're convicting me of. And as I go through that struggle, Lord, let them to just follow their intuition, follow what you're calling them to, Lord. Um, follow the Holy Spirit that lives in them so that they can work out your plan, the plan that keeps families whole, the family that, the plan that creates disciples, new ones, better ones, um, a whole new generation of children that are going to be on fire for Christ, that are going to be excited about the gospel, that are going to want to go out and spread the good news. Um, we're so grateful for that. We're so grateful to be a part of that opportunity and to raise that next generation. Please give us the strength to be able to do it. Please give us the discernment to be able to do it. And keep, please keep our eyes fixed on you as we do it. Uh, we are so grateful to you and to your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, even though we didn't deserve it then, and we don't deserve it now. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. See you again soon. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.